0: Hey Ben. How's it going man? So you love doctors and you love no you love PAs and you love uh, nurse practitioners. Do you love doctors? Only,
1: only one. Only one doctor.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Doctors no. can get arrogant. Doctors <laughs> can get very arrogant. <laughs> no
1: no we're, we're I'm a huge fan of doctors as well. Um, I, I love I love all of the the healthcare care professionals. Um, as you guys know we we uh, have a bunch of PAS and and MPs on our team that uh, we are so thankful for. Um, especially mm-hmm. right now, Doc. Uh, all of our offices are treating so much COVID right now, and uh, and I, I think Katie mentioned it last week. Um, all the man, the support staff, the people answer the phones, the uh, all of our MAS, uh, nurse practitioners, PAS. Uh, are doing such a great job um, with telemedicine. You as well, Doc, uh, telemedicine with all the COVID going on. It is uh, rampant. We were worn out
0: today from it. I mean, yeah. we treated so much COVID today. It's unbelievable. I mean, I can't believe how much COVID is out there. It's just phenomenal. I think everybody has COVID. I really do.
1: Yeah. I think
0: the whole world has COVID, and I think we need to get over it. Um, you know, and just let it, let it run through. That's what also I think we need to do. There's a great article in the Wall Street Journal today uh, from a couple of very esteemed doctors, um, and they they <laughs> agree that we need to. What we're doing is trying to we're delaying the spread when it's inevitable, and what we're going to do is create a super mutation that's that's going to be really bad because like the Omicron variant right now is very mild and. Everybody has it, basically. It's so contagious but very much less virulent. That's what happens when viruses mutate. They they if they kill the host, which is people, then they won't survive. So they become milder so that they'll survive longer. So the problem is it's a difference between really, and if you read the article, it's very it's very telling if you want to get into the, the science of it, but it has a lot to do with what's called antigenic drift which happens naturally um the slow changes in a in a in a part of the mutation that people are able to overcome by either having previous infection or maybe the vaccine but when you delay it for so long by what we're doing our policy right now in our government is gonna maybe cause an antigenic shift which is a major change um, in, other words, in other words, by keeping people from getting this, and you know, shielding them and all this stuff, and isolating them, you don't allow their their bodies to adapt, and you may end up with an antigenic shift, which is a major change in the mutation of the virus, and you create this super bug that can kill everybody. So the best thing, in my opinion, is to um, just let forget about social distancing and checking everybody's nasal swab with a rapid test. I mean that's not working. I kill a bug. Um, that's just not working. Plus this this test is so this test is so bad. It's so inaccurate. It, you have so many false negatives that I got a flea in here or something. That um, by the time that you detect it on a, a quick test, then you've been into this thing for maybe three days. I mean, it's been shown that the rapid tests are three days behind a PCR test. Hmm. So, and most people are doing rapid tests. Nobody wants to go into the health department or the emergency room for a, a, uh, uh, a PCR test is you're going to have to wait a couple of days to get back so the pcr test will so show positive about three days before a rapid test is so this new Omicron variant is so contagious and so rapidly spreading i mean it's it's the incubation period can be from some like 12 to 36 hours and that's when you're most contagious you don't even have any symptoms so what we're doing through the current policies by supposedly shipping everybody these these tests to do, these rapid tests, um, which they're testing on asymptomatic. These lines and cities miles long, they don't even have symptoms. They get a rapid test, oh, I'm negative, I can go do something. That doesn't mean a thing. I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredibly stupid what they're doing. Uh, it's just unbelievably crazy. And it's creating a lot of paranoia and fear and missed work. I mean, look at how many people are missing work now. Um, It's unbelievable. The reason our healthcare system is falling apart is because everybody has COVID, everybody's testing positive. So you can't go into the hospital and do your work or do your work as a doctor or nurse. And so that's, we're having real shortages in healthcare personnel for other stuff besides taking care of COVID patients. So it's, it's kind of gotten out of hand. It's really ridiculous. And they keep making it worse by what they're doing. So this Omicron variant is nothing to fear. You should hope you get it. It's, it's like its own little booster for you. And it's, it's evading any kind of immunity, both natural and um, vaccinated. I mean, you know, people are just going to get it. And it's going to be a mild cold. For most people. Not to say that a few people won't get, that have really um, morbid obesity or severe comorbidities can get sick with that one as well. Um, but um, that's just what we're going to have to go through, in my opinion. So they do, doing is not working.
1: Do you think, uh, it sounds like you're saying, you know, we're still nowhere near the end of this. It's still, you know, this is just going to be a kind of a we're nowhere near the end
0: of it if they keep doing what they're going to doing, pushing vaccines and social distancing and, um, you know, quarantining people when it makes no sense at all to do that. It's not working.
1: Hmm.
0: It's going to have the opposite effect. You're just going to create these super bugs that don't allow people to, uh, to create their own immune system uh, response to this virus. Hmm. Or any virus. So you can't live like that for one thing. So, you know, when somebody gets through their dense heads on what to do, then maybe we will come out. I'm kind of optimistic because this Omicron variant's uh, so mild and it's so contagious that it's going to just spread. And I'm hoping that they just, you know, relax all the restrictions and the quarantines and realize. That this thing's going to run, everybody's going to be exposed to it, or probably already has, and just let it run its course, and uh, stop trying to vaccinate our way out of this. We're not going to do that. We're just making it worse.
1: Um, let's let let's Prolonging get in, let's get into a, a few of the questions here that came out through uh, throughout the week, and and I'm going to pick the ones first mm-hmm. that that kind of you know will. Um, involved the most people, and I know a lot of people are, are wondering about monoclonal antibodies and access to them, um, specifically in East Tennessee. Um, if, if you're not in East Tennessee, I don't know if uh, maybe what we're seeing is, is um, you know, similar to what's going on in other parts of the country. Uh, what are you seeing in terms of uh, availability of monoclonal antibodies? Uh There's just...
0: They're just not available, to be honest with you. Um, I think we were able to get one person in the last two weeks monoclonals um, in Middle Tennessee uh, through went to the hospital. But, um, you know, um, supposedly they don't work for Omnicrom anyway, so that's why they're kind of withholding them. I still think they need to be available. But, um, you know, um, and hopefully we'll get some oral ones that work. But. Um, like I said before, um, you know, we need to let just let this Omicron variant run, run wild, which it's already doing anyway, and quit relying on these quick tests and um, treat the people. It's a very treatable illness. We're still, of course, treating with ivermectin and high-dose vitamins, Zyptromax, maybe doxycycline, sometimes steroids, uh, inhaled budesonide and H1, H2 blockers um you know we have a lot of ways to treat this now but you need to treat early and um and go that route uh, but monocloser is just almost impossible to get they're probably not going to work for omicron anyway uh, of course i was able to get them when i had the delta infection in november but um right now um they're restricting the use is just about impossible to get maybe that'll change we'll keep you updated but um, right now, it's virtually impossible to get them.
1: Um, is- and they
0: should reserve them for people who really, you know, have at risk form.
1: And And this is another um, uh, variant question. Uh, how is a spe- specific COVID variant determined when one tests positive? Uh, test results just note positive or negative. Um, how are you determining, are you saying, okay, it's be- because it's January, it's all Omicron?
0: Yeah, I mean, we're just kind of relying on what they tell us. Who knows? Okay. Uh, but there's no way you're going to – even in – they don't even – you go to the hospital, there's no way to know whether it's Omicron, Delta, Alpha. You can't tell. They, they, as a matter of fact, they, they can't even tell their physicians which, which one they're dealing with. They either can't or won't or don't know. Um, so forget it. You're not going to find out. You just have to kind of rely on what the CDC saying. You know, they've proven you can't really believe a whole lot of what they say anymore. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of just <laughs> blind faith, and, and you shouldn't have much of that right now. So if you take care of yourself and get early treatment and um, keep your own immune system healthy, then uh, you're going to be fine.
1: Um, this is a post-COVID question, um, which you know hopefully a lot of people are are kind of in this situation. This is one of the better situations to be in right now, uh, post-COVID and and healthy. Um, what does uh, he recommend for the post-COVID recovered? We've been taking vitamin D, C, quercetin, and zinc from the the beginning and will c- continue to do so. And then the question is. Um, uh, but what about ice cream, uh, which is our our show's uh, our show's name for ivermectin? Um, is he still taking a prophylaxis dose? Uh, and that's, are you still currently taking? a prophylaxis?
0: No, I'm not taking it because I, I don't have any long COVID symptoms. Uh, if you still have symptoms, you sure should take it. But um, I'm not, so I'm not taking it. You know, um, so I don't think you really need to. I can't wait to see my antibodies, what level I get should be here within a few days but um no i'm not taking ivermectin right now um just don't feel like i need it you know and um i don't want to get tolerant to it you know i want to reserve it for when i need it so um
1: so, so so what are you um for for the post-covid recovered just stick to the cd quercetin zinc kind of d um, yeah, mm-hmm. which i said um Yeah, certainly
0: DC and Zinc. I love quercetin. I love NAC. NAC. Um, You know, and I want to do those normal things like exercise, sweat. I use my infrared sauna. Um, I get a good night's sleep. Um, And those type of things, just natural stuff that you want to do anyway. Uh,
1: and this is, this is our preventative uh, protocol there. So it, it's probably going to look a, a lot like that. Um, yeah. Would be yeah. as a, of course I take a
0: lot of vitamins, as you know, I take um, CoQ10, PQQ, AMPK. I take a lot of, uh, I take a lot of vitamins and support for the immune system as well.
1: And um, I, am still, I'm still taking uh, the Zyrtec at night, uh, one, it just, it yeah. helps me sleep <laughs> to be completely honest. And I'm taking yeah. uh, that with melatonin, melatonin. Yeah. um, which I was, which I was doing. Um, okay. This is one, uh, that was, uh, concerning fertility. Um, and it was a really interesting question. And, uh, I, I know this will help a, a lot of people cause a lot of people are thinking it, um, is the natural spike protein from having COVID and the spike protein from the vaccine different my main concern is fertility. And then, uh, they go on to ask, do we know yet if the natural spike protein from having COVID will affect female organs? Does the natural spike protein collect in the ovaries like the, the ones from the vaccine?
0: That is a great question. And one that I can't answer with certainty on that. Um, Nobody really knows. Um, We know that the spike protein from the vaccine can accumulate in ovaries and testicles, which may affect fertility down the line. Nobody knows. This thing's developed so quickly that we don't know. There's been a lot of postulations, but nobody knows for certain. You know, if you use your common sense um, and you studied immunology through the years, then um, personally, I'd rather have that innate immunity than I would from, um an artificial source like the vaccine so uh, i'd much rather have gotten COVID and gotten over it than have the vaccine um, personally um you know uh it's just the way i think but um nobody knows for certain it's um it's genetically got to be similar the spike versus the naturally produced but you know Um, I'm trying to make a comparison between the natural and not natural. Um, you know, the, the only one that comes to mind, I probably shouldn't say on, on the air, um, it concerns breast implants. Mm. You know, they're not exactly the same as the natural ones. Mm. (laughs) You know, it's just a little different, but, uh, uh well, not, they're both, both not good, but anyway, I, I'd rather have the innate immunity.
1: And, and um, this is, um, this kind of goes along with it. You know, I'm hearing a lot of babies being born with birth defects. Do you think this is from the vaccine? It, it sounds like it's kind of difficult. You, you really can't tell. You, there's no way of really knowing. What's your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I know there's a lot of, uh, been a lot more high rate of miscarriages, um, uh, for certain. And it's thrown a lot of, when I check hormones and thyroids, a lot of them have been thrown off with with both having COVID and taking the vaccine. So um, there's just so much we don't know because we haven't had enough time to, to, to know what's going to happen. I mean, this thing was rapidly pushed through, and, um, you know, I hope they get a better vaccine, um, you know, one that'll actually work um and won't cause so many side effects and you know be be as dangerous i mean there's there's a reason that one out of five healthcare workers are willing to lose their jobs um, if they have to take the vaccine it's not because they're stupid it's because they're smart they they they've seen things so um and again like i said before many times i'm not totally against the vaccine there's certain people that should take it you know maybe like elderly people, people at risk, um, people in nursing homes, when the, the risk of getting it outweigh uh, the risk of the vaccine. And um, I just wish they were working better and, and had less side effects, but certainly they can uh, affect um, every organ in your body, but so can COVID. Um, it, it becomes the whole question, would you rather have the, the real thing or or some, you know, a genetic, um, producing, changing MRNA vaccine. Um, so, and there's faults with some of the other vaccines like the J and J. Um, you know, it's, it's caused a lot of blood clotting and I don't think anybody would get that vaccine now. Um, uh, but anyway,
1: Um, let's go to a, this is a Tennessee specific question. Um, Tennessee's radon levels are above average in many areas of of the state. Some counties Mm -hmm. see levels of 33 to 75% of the homes. The EPA has Kingsport as a high risk area. Um, and, uh, the question is what are the side effects of radon exposure? What are the detox and treatment, uh, options?
0: Um, You know, a lot of people, um, I know we have one in our house, which is uh, you can get radon monitors to kind of see or come have them check your your house for it. Um, But, I mean, it's real subtle what can happen, and a lot of it's just kind of nebulous. But um, people can get sick. It's almost like having chronic mold in your house. It can affect your immune system. Um, It can affect your your genes. Um and most people just don't know, don't have a way of knowing if that's why they feel chronically tired. And it's been thought that it may cause uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, brain fog, you know, throw your hormones off. It's just I agree that we probably live in an area that has more of it than than um average. Um one thing is infrared sauna Another one's taking, you know, boosting your own antioxidant levels by boosting your glutathione levels with NAC. That's one of my favorite detoxifications. Um, certainly make sure your liver health is good. Think about taking selenium milk thistle. Um, you know, Dr. Salmon's may have some more natural uh, remedies for that than I do. And I always appreciate her input on this, but, um, you know, we probably don't pay enough attention to this with everything else that's going on, but it's definitely uh, one of the toxicities people should, people should have in the back of their mind,
1: hmm.
0: maybe in the um, forefront of their mind. I don't know.
1: Real quick, this came over um, on on Facebook through direct message, um, and it is a, it is around the infrared sauna. How long, how often, and at what temp uh, setting should they use for the for the infrared sauna?
0: That's a good question. Probably you don't need more than about uh, 20, 25 minutes in it daily, if you can, at least every other day uh, for 20, 25 minutes and um, you will sweat. Um, And I like to get mine at at 140 degrees. Uh, I like to turn it up. Around 140? You could overdo it. You could overdo it, but we're at 140.
1: All right. Let's, let's get to a, a baking soda question. Um, uh, the Common Sense MD today was, was on uh, baking soda, and honestly, uh, watching that video, I, I did not realize that baking soda could, could, could uh, do that much. Uh, there's the, the thumbnail for it right there. Um, the question is, I see in your note today that baking soda probably helps prevent osteoporosis. How is this, and does it, this mean it would need to be taken orally daily?
0: Uh, yeah, most likely if you're going to use it for something that's chronically uh, long-term causing. Uh, it just creates a, an alkaline environment, and acid is bad for bones. It kind of can chew up bones. So that's that's the reason. It just creates a more alkaline environment for your body. Um, so there's you know there's a lot of stuff to do to prevent osteoporosis, like um, not extra calcium supplements. But yeah. Um, vitamin D with K, bioidentical hormones, exercise, um, those type of things. Um,
1: All right, we've got a a Cleveland Heart uh, panel question. Um, this is in uh, in regards to kind of prepping for for getting the lab panel. Any supplements that we should not take the day or days before going to the lab for the Cleveland uh, panel? And this, of course, is the the extensive lab panel that that we run on pretty much everybody. And you come in fasting for around uh, 12 hours, just water and black coffee.
0: That's a great question. Uh, No, just take what you normally would take. If you're on a supplement regimen and continue that and we'll see uh, how it's working for inflammation and for certain vitamin levels and things like that. So don't stop anything. Um, you know, uh, say if you're taking your thyroid medicine, take it the same time that you do. Um, and that's usually early morning, so that's a good time to check it. Fasting about three hours later, optimally. Um, but uh, no, I, I like you to stay on your own regimen. Sometimes I'll even check a non-fasting lab, you know. Um, and as long as I know that you had eaten, um, then I can get some information on how insulin resistant you are and that type of thing. Um, but uh, great question.
1: Um, and, and this came in as well, and, and we appreciate, uh, such a, uh, warm response to, uh, to the Bristol office and, uh, it is, and Katie can correct me, I, I do believe it's January 17th, uh, we're going to be right on State Street on the Virginia side, um, and, uh, gosh, what, what else do we need to, uh, the 17th, Virginia side, uh, and if that's what it is, if you are, if you are a current patient and, and want to, um, want to be a patient in Bristol, uh, email Jessica at performancemedicine.net because she's going to be, she's going to be over in the Bristol, uh, Virginia office. She's going to be heading that up with, uh, with Katie and we've got Jill coming and, uh, and then a, a, a new Katie, uh, just a great crew over there. Um, so we're going to be transferring charts for, for the patients who are in, say the Johnson City office or the Kingsport office and want to be seen in Bristol um, so uh, that is a little little administrative there sorry about that um, all right that does it for the for the questions I believe um, Katie says yes taking appointments now uh, lab will be open Wednesday and again if you need any communications around that you can email uh, Jessica at performancemedicine.net um, all right guys we're going to go into the comments. Uh, we appreciate y'all y'all hanging out I uh, have not seen them as they're coming in so if I'm if I'm a little uh, delayed uh, I apologize but if you have a question for dr. Rogers um, put it in the in the comments uh, Lauren I see you great to see you uh, thanks for for hanging out uh, sue what's going on um, let's see here. Let's get one from Mark uh, on YouTube. Uh, what can you tell us about Delta Deltacron? Any new treatments for, for new COVID?
0: Um, Deltacron, okay, a mixture of both. Um, you know, I did see my first patient today that had both uh, influenza and COVID mm. tested positive for both today, so I used a combination of Tamiflu and all the other treatment that we do for COVID, so she has a double whammy on her. Uh, We're going to be seeing more of that, but I I can't tell you much about that because it's hard to know the serotypes of what we're dealing with. Um, Any new treatments for COVID? Um, Of course, sometimes we use Tricor, we like Luvox, um, but what we've been using for the last, you know, since this thing started and uh, the frontline doctors and Dr. McCullough, and, uh, you know, we use it, what we use works. I think the main thing that works uh, is um, ivermectin and steroids and high dose vitamins and Zithromax or doxycycline. I can't believe there's a mosquito still hovering around me. This time of year,
1: where, where is your, uh, your tennis racket, mosquito, uh, I know. swatter. That's oh, a great tool. I never bring it out
0: in the winter. <laughs> you think you'd have a mosquito down here in the basement in the middle of the winter.
1: Oddly enough, I've had a lot of flies in my apartment and, and I think it might be because the weather's just so wild. Uh, we're, we're in East Tennessee and I, I swear it was like a week ago, it was 70 degrees. <clears> and then, you know, it's been in the teens, uh, the last couple of days, so I, I don't know if that's a if that brings out flies or not, but I've been dealing with it.
0: Maybe I should bring the baking soda out because it, it is a pretty good pesticide.
1: There you go. Mm, um, read my I, note
0: today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Gene asked, "Do you recommend aspirin following Omicron for young people, uh, twenty years old? If so, how long?" And and Gene, I will say I'm I'm 35 and I did, I was on aspirin while I had COVID, uh, but I, I stopped it um I'm not taking aspirin anymore, Doc. What's your thoughts for for, uh, yeah, for much younger? For,
0: yeah, I wouldn't use it for younger than 18. Uh, when you had COVID, and you really don't need to take it after COVID at that age. It's, you know, you the risk may outweigh the benefits uh, of that. Um, I'd much rather see you get on something like adalinease or lumbochinese, one of those. But if you have a reason to think you may have a blood clotting uh problem uh but otherwise just if you're healthy and all i wouldn't i don't think i would do that
1: all right great question that is, a, that is a good question uh so so uh following omicron for you're saying no
0: yeah i wouldn't think okay. there's a need for it
1: um middle tennessee uh middle tennessee what's up I, I i believe i got to interact a little bit with you today i hope everything uh i hope everything worked out uh thank you for Uh, for for being patient with me Uh, he asked what can you do at home for congestion Uh, this is it seems from from COVID
0: Um, of course if you have COVID I don't know if you're talking about acute COVID or uh, you're you're over COVID and have some long hauler uh, symptoms of course get the treatment for COVID which is geared towards clearing up your chest that's that's what you don't want is for this COVID to go to your lungs and, and cause inflammation. So the whole gamut of the COVID treatment plus mucinex seems to help. NAC really helps chest congestion. We use NAC and asthmatic kids um, and a lot of other uses. Um, you know, some people uh, for acute COVID use nebulized hydrogen peroxide. Um, I had a patient yesterday that used it in said it worked really well for um i haven't pushed that i'm just not as familiar i'm not as comfortable uh, with that as a lot of people are like dr Mercola uses it all the time for people um but i would say that and sometimes singular uh pepsin zyrtec the histamine blockers um percussion therapy to loosen up mucus, mm-hmm. um, that type of thing. Um, uh, sometimes inhaled Budesonide through a nebulizer. Sometimes I use bronchodilators. It depends on your history. If you have wheezing, asthma, um, there could be a lot of uh, different uh, ways to treat that. But just don't let it get out of hand for sure. Um, sometimes I have to put people on oral steroids for that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so... Um. All right. so well. what
0: stage you're at?
1: Thank you for that uh, question over on YouTube. And I'm gonna, so so Barbara. I I think this means your birthday's uh, on January 17th. Uh, I, I believe that's the context here. Uh, so it. happy happy early birthday to to Barbara. You and and the Bristol office have the same birthday. Um, we'll have to we'll have to celebrate. Uh, so happy, happy early birthday, birthday uh, Barbara. Um, let's see. This is a ivermectin question. Uh, can you take ivermectin if you're on Wayfarin, Warfarin? Warfarin,
0: coumadin, a blood thinner. Yeah, you can. Oh. You can. If you change any medications, if you're on coumadin, follow your protons, of course. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll see a contraindication of that.
1: Thank you for that, Connie. And, uh, Brandy, great to see you. Um, has a question on Facebook. Is the Omicron variant producing the antibodies and how long after you develop symptoms and recover should you wait to have blood drawn to check them? That's a great question.
0: Yeah, about a month is what you should probably do on that. Um, we this uh, It's too early to tell if this uh, Omicron is going to produce what level it's going to produce. One thing I like about our Quest lab is it gives you a titer. So um, I know the Delta, if that's what it was from, you know, Month and longer than that before are producing really good titters. So we'll see. You know, we'll kind of see what happens um, on that. I don't know yet. Um, I know I had mine pending. I'm pretty sure I had the Delta. The thing about the Omicron, people are not losing their taste and smell with it so much. I had one today that did, but uh, who knows if it was Omicron? You just kind of yeah. trusting. It probably is, but. Uh, We'll have to see what kind of titers we get, you know, maybe we'll know the answer to that in another month or so. Um, great question though.
1: Um, thank you for that, Brandy. Uh, Linda asked, is collagen good for joint pain? What kind do you recommend?
0: Yeah, I like, uh, collagen for joints for sure. Um, I like keto collagen because it's, it's pure and it's doesn't taste too bad. Uh, and it has, I think it has all, all three types, one, two, and three, you know, some, I think one is for skin, threes for joints, two is a mixture. Uh, so if you get a blend, uh, but I love the keto collagen, that's the type I take. Um, and um, supposedly it keeps you in ketosis if you're, um, you know, doing some fasting and things. So.
1: And Linda has a, a follow-up question. What causes sodium levels to drop? Um, one, of course, would be sweating. Um, I would imagine what are some other reasons you remember, yeah. uh, I, uh, <laughs> when we had COVID and, and my, uh, I just got real white and I drank too much water that day or something yeah. and my yeah. sodium levels depleted.
0: Yeah. You can drink too much water and dilute your sodium out, especially if you're not taking electrolytes or using the salt. So that's a common reason for that is, uh, um, sweating or drinking too much water some medications can do it uh, like diuretics um, as well as potassium loss um, there's some weird things like uh, it's siADH syndrome of inappropriate antidiuretic hormone it's a complex endocrinology disease but um, uh, th- those are the main causes is not taking in enough electrolytes and too much water uh so uh, and something i'm seeing a lot of post COVID, a lot of pot syndrome mm-hmm. uh you know where you you get uh lower blood pressure um uh postural orthostatic tachycardic syndrome and the treatment is is uh more salt and probably more fluids as well and sometimes medications to slow your heart rate down cause you kind of have an inappropriate response of your heart rate in relation to your blood pressure. But, uh, I see that more in younger women. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, seeing a lot of pot syndrome. Um,
1: um, all right. Uh, our friends at Jones Cairo. Thanks for hanging out guys. Uh, has a question about hair loss and thinning, uh, hair loss and thinning one year post COVID, uh, any suggestion, uh, also still no taste or smell.
0: Yeah. Hair loss is definitely common after COVID. Um, and you know, definitely take your vitamins, add biotin for sure. Um, and I always check a, something like a Cleveland panel that will show me your, uh, your ferritin levels, your iron, if your iron's too low, it's going to have, you're going to have a hard time regrowing quickly. Um, look at your adrenals, look at your thyroid, um, and one thing uh, that I've that I've used for taste or smell, of course, take zinc uh, for your taste or smell. flow Nase nasal spray. Uh, but one thing I'm using and it's working. I'm just starting to use it. It's called IGY. It's a. It's really a. And if you look that up, well, well, Ben, you can di- uh, you can uh, maybe put a, a link onto. Um, yeah. To our digestive, digest shield um, uh, folks out in Kansas. But um, I actually used it's a powder, and it, it's a, and how they make it, I don't really know, but um, it comes from egg albumin. And it's meant to kind of balance that gut microbiota. But I'm, t- I'm finding that it helps people regain their taste and smell by this powder. Mixing a tablespoon of powder and water every day. One one lady got her taste back and smell in two days. But um, I'm just kind of trying that out right now.
1: It, um, it, it, that's it's super interesting and 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 just for everybody who, who's watching, we we have limited um, access to it at the moment. But we are uh, currently trying to figure out uh, because we've had a, a few success. Uh, stories with it but that isn't it's a very interesting thing and and i, I have a feeling we're, we're probably going to start doing a uh a few pieces of content around igy and exactly what that is uh as you can tell we're still kind of in the in the learning phase but uh but man it's shown to be pretty pretty cool hadn't it
0: yeah and it's shield nutraceuticals so you can go to their website and kind of find out more about it but um i'm sure we'll put something on there
1: well i the igy is it's not on shield neutra right now um but uh i I forget what their website is um we'll find out we'll we'll, post it we'll uh, find out and we'll we'll put it in the in the comments or or like i said we'll probably do a a common sense md uh episode on igy um thank you for that guys at jones cairo Um, let's see here. Uh, Brett asks on YouTube, how do, how do you make a new appointment at the Bristol location for new patients? Uh, Brett, all you got to do is if you can email Jessica at performancemedicine.net. Um, if you email her, Katie, uh, myself, Ben at performancemedicine.net, we will get you to the right person and set you up. Uh, thank you for that, Brett. Um, all right, let's do a Facebook question. Oh, uh, Beulah asked, how much NAC do you recommend a day?
0: Uh, Usually 600 is a baseline. Um, Sometimes I use higher doses if you have liver disease. Um, I'll do that. Sometimes I go up to 1,200, but in general, 600 is fine.
1: All right. Uh, Thank you for that question, Beulah. All right, guys, we're uh, Iram on YouTube. Um, can you use peroxide in a neti pot to clean sinuses? This is a great question.
0: You could, yeah. A mm-hmm.
1: uh, huge fan you of could. the neti pot. It,
0: really it would really sterilize it pretty good if you have COVID, too. Um, but uh, yeah.
1: I'm All sure right, can. let's do uh, see here. Krista um, asks post COVID brain fog, uh, DHES of only 70. Obviously, started DHEA 10 milligram supplement, but anything else besides? already mentioned supplements, um, uh, like ashwagandha, etc.
0: Yeah, I like ashwagandha. It's a great, uh, herbal, um, kind of adrenal adaptogens, what we call it, um, has a lot of great uses. Um, certainly, um, I like knack. I like, uh, high dose, um, pro-resolving mediators, and that, that means high-dose omega-3s for those two conditions, or for that condition. DHEAS, and look at all the hormones. I mean, testosterone is great for brain fog, so check your levels of all your hormones. Uh, make sure that your thyroid is optimal. Uh, we always check cortisol levels so look at your adrenals, um, and I'm sure there's a lot of uh, A lot of other herbals that work. I love CoQ10 for that. I love PQQ. You know, sometimes um, I've even used um, a little bit of uh, ProVigil, you know. Mm. um, Yep. Which we use for narcolepsy, and uh, that works really well. Kind of wakes your brain up a little bit. Um, I don't know if you drink coffee or not, but coffee is actually pretty good for your brain. Um, but uh, check your levels and do those things. Certainly try the ashwagandha. Um, I like it a lot. I, again, I'm working with this IGY, I'm trying that for brain fog as well. Um, and get out and exercise, sweat, um, get a good night's sleep. Um, you know, if you're not sleeping, you're going to have brain fog. Make sure you don't have sleep apnea, those kind of things.
1: Um, I'll just go ahead How and we can this- get a
0: Cleveland heart panel. that would be a great way to start.
1: Um, always nice to have uh, Steve in here. Steve, I love you, man. Thank you so much for, for hanging out tonight. Uh, please uh, tell Sheridan hello for us. And, and thank you for uh, letting you hang out on, on a Tuesday night. Um, uh, Steve put up IGYNutrition.com. So, if you, if you want to find out more about IGY, uh, like I said, we're going to start putting uh, out some content around it. We'll probably have a Common Sense MD episode around it. But if you want to learn more, igynutrition.com. That is something that we are uh, looking into uh, heavily right now, um, specifically for some of these uh, COVID, long COVID uh, symptoms. Uh, so thank you for putting that up there, Steve. Um, all right, let's get to uh, Janet's question. Uh, have been taking the COVID prevention supplements for a year now. Uh, 10,000 D3, 50 zinc, and 1,000 vitamin C. Having symptoms, uh, UTI symptoms, had urine tests yesterday, which was normal. Could the zinc and C cause UTI issue?
0: Um, It could certainly change the consistency of your uh, urine. But you know what? You might want to try, um, if you're having symptoms but no UTI, and no infection, you might try baking soda, just a, a, a tablespoon of a glass of water and alkalize your urine. Um, baking soda also goes a long way towards preventing kidney stones as well. So you might try that. A lot of people use cranberry juice and things like that um, for that. But, uh, um, and sometimes I'll, if you still have a lot of symptoms, I'll culture the urine because sometimes it won't show up on a dipstick and, and actually will culture something out. Drink a lot of water for sure. Um, but usually I don't see that that level of vitamin. I mean, that, that's not a high dose of vitamin causing UTI symptoms. Um, it can make your urine darker looking. Uh, but uh, Try those things and see see what happens. It should go away.
1: All right, thank you for that Janet, um, we're going to go back to Facebook here with Edna's question. After having COVID, my husband started having high blood pressure. Doctor has had him on a lot of meds trying to get the blood pressure down. Now he has kidney damage. Could the blood pressure meds be causing the kidney damage?
0: Usually it's the other way around. The, the blood pressure causes the kidney problems. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I don't know what your your numbers look like but definitely avoid non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Baking soda probably will help limit that kidney damage. Take a tablespoon of baking soda and a glass of water every day. Um, Certain other medications can can affect your creatinine clearance, but hopefully you're not a diabetic. That's another thing we we look at. Um, uh, So, Usually, the the blood pressure medicines are not the one that causes a problem. They're the treatment, the blood pressure, which causes the problem. Um, depends on how your kidneys are filtrating. And again, a lot of it depends on the levels you're getting. And when you got the test, were you hydrated? You know, what was your BUN and your creatinine? What's your creatinine clearance? So, um, you need to look at those things, but don't take any non-steroidals. Make sure the blood pressure is good and make sure your sugar levels are good. And try the baking soda trick. Um, yeah. And, and see what uh, what gives.
1: Thank you for, for that question. Uh, Edna, let's go to uh, you two with Roel. Uh, Roel, thanks for being here, ma'am. Uh, what kind of test does someone take to check our copper levels?
0: Uh, you check a copper level, a blood copper level. Okay. It's a specialized test, but uh, you can you can check your uh, your copper levels in your blood. It's just any lab will be able to draw it probably.
1: And and that was probably in response to uh, we put out some content around zinc, and uh, you know we're talking a lot about taking zinc, and if you take too much, you you could deplete your copper levels. So uh, yeah. we we've been uh, talking about that. So th- so thank you for that, Roel, for uh, clarifying. Yeah,
0: you should you should limit your chronic. Zinc used to 50 milligram. You certainly bump it up when you have COVID, but uh, a daily use 50 is good. Maybe for women, maybe 40 or 30. Um, They don't need as much.
1: All right. And uh, Lori asks, is it okay to take NAC every day? What's the benefits?
0: Yeah, uh, you can. NAC's one of those things that I like to take breaks from, you know, a few times a year because I think you can get a little tolerant to it. Uh, But the basic idea, it helps your body generate more glutathione, which is the master antioxidant in your body, which fights off um, oxidation and glycation and uh, rusting of your body. So, um, But, uh, yeah, it's great for your lungs. Uh, It's great for your joints. Um, But I do take breaks from it. That's one that you can get tolerant to. Uh, So you should take breaks from it, like uh, take it for – You know, two or three months and take four weeks off, get back on it. Uh, I just think it works better that way. And everything I read kind of points in that direction.
1: Uh, Great question. Uh, Andy, oh, man, thank you so much. Uh, Andy Margaret, uh, Digest Shield works uh, wonders for my long COVID GI issues. Um, we of course, been talking a lot about Digest Shield. and, And it really is. It's helping a lot with long COVID. So, Uh, So thank you for saying that helps a lot of people there. Thank you so much. I bet I
0: put 10 people on digest shield today. It's just the best gut product I've ever run into in my 36 years of practice. Uh, I certainly take it myself. Um, And I just love digest shield. Um, Great product. It's amazing. As Steve Nice will corroborate, everything starts in your gut. And if you've got gut problems, nothing else is going to be optimal unless you straighten that out first.
1: Um, it all so. starts with the gut. That's the first question you you ask patients when they when they see you uh, as a new patient. Um, so thank you for putting up that, Margaret. Uh, we really appreciate that. Um, let's see here. Oh, Krista, uh, you're, you're on bioidentical. Are you doing it in Knoxville, man? That's so cool. Uh, that is so cool. Uh, we are obviously huge fans of BHRT, and 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 I I don't think you've you've talked you know Digest Shield and. And hormones and testosterone, like you just, you really talk up and you've seen the difference it makes in patients' lives. Uh, I haven't seen you talk about anything uh, as highly as you do Digest Shield and, and Bioidentical. So thank you for that, Krista. Uh, thank you for all the work you're doing. Uh, so cool. Thank you for hanging out with us uh, as well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Lori asks, What's the baking soda trick? Uh, and I had a feeling we were gonna have a question around that. <laughs> What is the oh? Baking? Just
0: it's not a trick. Just just add a, a tablespoon of baking soda to water every day, and it helps kidney function. It helps prevent kidney stones. Kind of alkalize your body. It has a lot of. And of course, it helps acid reflux. You know, most people know that little baking soda trick where you put baking soda in water and drink it, and your heartburn's gone in a you know few seconds. Um, so baking soda is just a great little a little. Uh, all purpose um, medicine, really. Um, but I think the World Health Organization named it one of the most important um, medicines that there was. So listen to my podcast today, and maybe if Ben can post a copy of that book I read about baking soda, um, I thought it'd just be a kind of a fun little thing to talk about. Um, give us a break from COVID. That's why I did the podcast. Um, in NAC, in acetylcysteine
1: So, uh, so Linda. what I'd like to do with with this, Linda, is, is uh, I'll point you to a to a video that that we did uh, that'll go into way more detail than than what we could do tonight. So, uh, we did a, a NAC uh, common sense MD. If you search um, in YouTube, what is NAC, uh, Tom Rogers, or what is NAC performance medicine, that video will come up. And and it'll go over the details of what NAC is and mm-hmm. and Mike, uh, this is how you spell uh, s- uh spell inositol cysteine. Uh, thank you for that, Mike. Um, so definitely check that out because uh, we've been talking a lot about it and and uh, it's one of uh, one of your favorite things to talk about in regards to to COVID and and lots of other things. So so thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here, Aram asks, uh, where do you get NAC and is it called knack? Uh, I use Gut Shield, Digest Shield Daily. Cool, cool. Um, where, where can you get NAC? You can get it um, yeah. gosh, it's hard you to get find, it. At right? Our
0: office or most natural food stores, some vitamin shops. Here's the interesting thing about NAC is that Amazon has pulled it from their shelves. And because the FDA doesn't really like it, they want it uh, they want it to be a prescription medicine. In fact, it is a prescription medicine. We used it, you know, for five decades as mucamist, which which saves a ton of kids lives from Tylenol overdoses um, but um, i used to use it in the emergency room 30 40 years ago back when i did some er work um, and uh, it saves kids lives from Tylenol poisoning it'll kill you Tylenol overdoses will kill you especially little kids but Um, you can get it at our office, but the reason here's the reason that Amazon's pulling it from their shelves, um, and the FDA really doesn't like it. Want to reclassify it as a prescription medicine, um, when it's been an over-the-counter supplement for five decades, because it works for COVID. It seems for some odd reason, anything that works for COVID, they don't want you using. So go figure out that one. I guess as good as mine, but it's. It's just a crazy thing. It's part of the, it's part of the COVID craziness. I think we need to make a movie or write a book about and term it COVID craziness, or the COVID crazies. Uh, th-
1: thank you for that question. Um, let's let's see here. And, and I think uh, if you go to Life Extension's website, um, we're using um, anti. It's called anti-alcohol, which has a lot of knack in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can check that out with life extension. Uh, Amber asked, can you take ivermectin if you have elevated uh, AST liver enzyme?
0: Yeah, you sure can. Yeah. Okay. Now, <clears throat> certainly when you get COVID, you can definitely take it. And if you even want to take it as a prophylactic for a while, you can too. Any, any medicine or supplement, if you have elevated liver function tests, you should follow it just to make sure nothing's causing anything. But yeah, I haven't seen it affect that. Um,
1: um, let's see here. Oh, thank you, Janet. Matter uh, of fact,
0: that the anti alcohol has milk, thistle, selenium, and knack in it, which is great for your liver. Um,
1: uh, another little uh, uh, we got a lot of digest shield lovers in here. Uh, thank you for that, Janet. Um, love my digest shield. Uh, so do I. Uh, getting ready to take it. I'm gonna eat a late dinner tonight and probably not a healthy one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. Uh, D-Len, thank you. Um, I got my knack from Life Extension. I've ordered more now. Uh, So you can find that on Life Extension's website. Um, Let's see here. Nate, what's going on, Dr. Aquino? How you doing, Nate, Uh, the
0: doctor's in. What's that? The doctor's in.
1: The doctor is in the building. Dr. Aquino, uh, you might know Nate. He's also
0: a great banjo player. Yes. You know? Yes. We jam occasionally, you know, me on guitar, Nate on uh, banjo and um you know it's a pretty good duo we play dueling banjos you know i play a guitar part and nate plays the uh banjo part which is a lot harder to play than than what i'm playing but it's fun it's a fun little gig that we, we do sometimes uh
1: there um, is there's no question that that you cannot play with Nate uh in any <laughs> in any world uh so I, I know you know hopefully... I'm not in
0: that league. You know you know kind of when you're out of your league but you know, you're, you're working with greatness and it kind of rubs off. Whenever I play with him, I start playing better.
1: Um, um, well, well, Nate, thank you for that comment. Um, and thank you for all the, all the hard work that you're doing. I hope to see you soon, man. Um, <laughs> Nate says uh, reunion tour soon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. We'll try to get our bookings going. Yeah. There's a lot now that, you know, everybody's relaxing the COVID rules. I think we'll be able to get there and do some gigs again. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm not going to require a mask either. If they require a mask at our gigs, I won't play you uh, know, or, or show a vaccine card. I'll refuse to play. I just uh, won't do it. Lori says, I'll be like uh, Eric Clapton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lori enjoys uh, hearing Dr. Nate preach as well. Dr. Dr. Kino is such a, a talented uh, young man. Uh, so thank you for hanging out with us tonight.
0: He's one of my favorite human beings. Uh, let I think see, maybe uh, him and Ernie Dixon are two of my favorites.
1: Um, no. and let's see here. Anita asked, Does Digest Shield help with gluten intolerance uh, symptoms?
0: Yeah, yep. it, it sure does. That's why they used to call it Gluten Shield, but it does so much more than block down gluten. It, of course, has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, um, a gluten blocker, kitesin. It has a lectin blocker, and it has a uh, dairy blocker as well, lactose blocker. So yeah, it's kind of an all-in-one deal and we you know with gut you know you have to almost hit it from several different things because there's a lot of overlap between uh, intolerances to dairy and glutens and a lot of people just don't break down to their fats so and that you get every human should take a pre and probiotic so it's just a great it's a great so yeah try it for sure
1: um you can find that shieldneutra.com, Anita. If you if, if you're wanting to try that out, uh, I I think it's Tmac. Um, I'm gonna call you Tmac. Uh, Tmac asks, uh, can Digest Shield be taken indefinitely, or should I take breaks from it? Uh, thanks.
0: You know, usually with probiotics, I recommend that you once a year you switch your formulation a little bit every year or two. But for a Digest Shield, there's just nothing like it that has everything else in it. Um, so what I've done with a lot of my patients is, is once a year, you may want to say you're taking digest shield twice a day, which is a normal dose. Um, after a year or so, I tell them if they're worried about that, or if they're having any kind of gut problems, I'll say, um, we'll go to once a day on the digest shield and add another probiotic in there and for a while. And then, um, you know, switch that around every year or so. So Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the strategy I came up with, you
1: know. How so, long would you stick on that, on that, uh, with that strategy?
0: Um, you know, I would definitely wouldn't hesitate with taking digestion daily for a couple of years.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and then I'd maybe rotate once a day in, or maybe even uh, a few times a week, like, um, two or three times a week, uh, take a different probiotic. But, again, you never change a winning game plan. If you're doing great, just keep doing what you're
1: doing. Yeah. Uh, great question there, T-Mac. Thank you for that. Uh, real quick, uh, Linda asked, where can, uh, where can you get it? Uh, try ShieldNutra.com. ShieldNutra.com. Uh, somebody, uh, we'll, we'll put it in the comments, uh, but ShieldNutra.com, you can, you can get that online. Um, all right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. Yeah. Um, Man, this has been a fun show. This has been a really, really fun show. The questions were amazing. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Lori, I see your question. What supplements do you all take on a, on a daily basis? What I'll do is I'll um, I'll put uh, Dr. Rogers' exact uh, supplement regimen. Uh, we wrote a... There's a guide on our website, performancemedicine.net. So I'll link that up so you can go check that out. Um, and I, I might have missed... Uh, shoot, let's get this. Uh, Donna and Steve... Um, at what level should you be concerned with about with cobalt and chromium? I recently had hip revision for a loosened hip replacement.
0: Um, you know, if, you, if your hip needs fixing, you got to fix it. Um, you know, if you start to feel like you, uh, you're getting toxic on something, you can certainly check, uh, you know, your heavy metal tests down the line somewhere and, you know, six months to a year maybe, Um, but it's probably not a major concern. I know some people worry about that a lot, but, um, you know, if you have a lot of other toxicities, you you could check heavy metal tests in about six months and then maybe another six months and then yearly if it's not budging at all.
1: So All um, right, Don and Steve. Hopefully that helps, um, guys. We appreciate you. We're gonna we're gonna call it a show, um, Doctor Rogers. I appreciate the time tonight. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that flies uh, out of your way, uh, and and you can move on.
0: I think I killed that mosquito.
1: Was...
0: <laughs> um, oh, and thanks for the. Uh, you know, I hope our podcast has better quality because what we found was that a squirrel was eating through our our internet cable on the outside of our house so and there's been some theories i think Evangelon postulated this and is probably true i think the government uh sent those squirrels to kind of censor some of our stuff so those may have been government squirrels okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're supposed to laugh at that
0: you think i was serious
1: i just i i, I, just, I just caught it i i caught that one late um let me do you mind Thank let me, you, Evangeline,
0: for that. I think you may be right.
1: <laughs> um, I see one more uh Lisa. I I see you. I'm so sorry I missed this. Let me get let's get one question from Lisa. Um she wanted to go first next week, but I'm gonna get you uh tonight because I I missed you and I'm I'm super sorry. Uh Lisa asks, My sister had COVID last year. This year she has developed an abnormal blood protein level. They tell her she has MGU M G-U-S. Do you think this is a result uh, of or related to having COVID?
0: That's hard to say. I mean, um, she really needs a complete panel uh, like, to see what's going on. I don't know if she has, you know, a higher or lower protein level. Um, but, um, you know, I, I hate to talk a lot about that without knowing more about it. Um, I haven't specifically related that to it, but I'll, I'll, I'll have a better answer for you next
1: week on that. Lisa, what I'll do is I'll write this question down, and we'll put this up first, uh, first next week, and that'll give uh, Doc a little time to, to maybe do some, some research and think about it more, so we can get you a, a good answer. So we'll get that uh, first next week. Uh, we certainly appreciate the question. Um, we're gonna call it a, a day, guys. Uh, grandmother, Grandma Mary, I see you. Uh, thanks so much for hanging out tonight. We love you. Can't wait to see you guys soon. Uh, Bianca, thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thanks to everybody for all the great questions tonight. This was such a fun show. Um, Doc, I appreciate you. Dr. Aquino, thank you for hanging out. We appreciate you being here, man. Uh, Hope to see you soon. Uh, We are out. We'll be back next week, 7 o'clock, live uh, with the Q&A with Dr. Rogers, Performance Medicine of Bristol, January 17th. Mark that on your calendars. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Love everybody. We'll see you guys later. Don't go away.